0: Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust. Member FDIC.
1: Sterner, play action,
0: looking, punch, throws down the middle. Touchdown! Arkansas, oh my! Clint Sterner is brought to you by Motorsports Authority. With two great locations and hundreds of vehicles to choose from. Sterner, very confident. Going down the middle. Hey, oh, this Clint He's putting on a show. Check them out or visit online at msastore.com. Play fake. Sterner steps out of trouble. Wow. To a oh. wide open receiver. It's Cobb towards the end zone. Touchdown.
2: All right,
1: let's bring him in.
2: Yeah, put on a show, all right. Clint Sterner on the Brandon Moving and Storage Hotline. What's up,
1: Clint? Man, I, I feel like I should have been on Sam Pittman's uh, entry list right there. Man, had a had a had a rough evening, boys. Had a late uh, late post game show. Got in about two thirty, and then that six month old boy. Life life comes at you fast, doesn't
2: it? Buddy, no doubt. Yeah, we'll change it in a heartbeat. We were it's National Dog Day. Do you guys have a pet at home?
1: We do, we do. We, my wife had one. I inherited one in the marriage, and, and uh, Khaleesi is her name. She is a a uh, Alaskan Khaleesi, which is a which is really a little bitty. It's, it's a miniature husky, like a little bitty husky.
2: So, it might it might take from that that your wife is watching the Game of Thrones prequel.
1: No question, no question.
2: Okay, all right, all right. Well, let's talk football. We've been talking about dogs and a lot of other stuff today. So we were waiting for you to come on to shoot the bull about football, but. Uh, you know, here we are. It's the last Friday before we're uh, really game ready. Of course, the Hogs are eight days away now from the start of the season. So, as a show host and also as a former quarterback, what are your emotions, your thoughts at this point of the year?
1: Well, let's let's start with what Sam Pittman just said. I mean, the listeners heard it themselves. I mean, that's that's a, a big time concern, and and not not only just generally speaking. As us three sit here and 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 talk to Arkansas about college football, not having two corners, you know, uh, in stone as your starters, two guys that have separated themselves. When when you've got Bishop and you've got a big time transfer at LSU, you know, you, you you would hope that those two guys would would separate themselves. Hudson Clark has been able to obviously uh, stay in the mix at this point in time, and, and which is which is fine, uh, but hopefully he's playing up to those guys' level, and those guys. You know, not letting the injuries hold them back, and so it's all staying interesting, interesting because because one guy's injured or two guys are injured. So that's a that's a major concern for me. Um, just generally speaking, as we get ready for for the season, and everybody knows in this league, you, you got to have a couple of really good corners. You're going to be in trouble. But I, I tell you why it concerns me more, Justin, because one of my one of, one of the best things that I heard from Sam Pittman at uh, at FCC Media Days was his comments about the D-line and he threw in the cornerbacks and how much better he thought they were going to be and they were going to be able to play man. And that was going to help the defensive front. And so that really got me excited about where Arkansas could be defensively. Now hearing him talk about the struggles at corner, that, that's that got me a little bit concerned. So, so he threw a little water on my defensive flame there, if you will. Um, so I'm a little bit concerned about that. And, and then offensively, I heard... Um, I heard him, I don't know if it was yesterday or the day before, but talking about basically Jaden Hazelwood uh, being down and, and, and possibly being back for the first game. I would rather hear Jaden Hazelwood has separated himself. Jaden Hazelwood is doing Traylon Burke type thing. Jaden Hazelwood is going to be, uh, he's going to live up to the to the hype around a former five-star player in high school. I would rather hear that. So that, that's my two concerns on both sides of football, both injury-related but, but big-time impact positions that, that could be a problem.
0: Clint, you also had a player who really wasn't in the two deep, maybe not even the three deep, and decided he was going to transfer. How important? Are, wouldn't you rather have a guy, or would you rather have a guy just transfer maybe you lose a little depth and have someone that's unhappy in the locker room? What can one person do to the locker room, An, one unhappy person?
1: Well, I mean, it depends on who that guy is, right? I mean, if, if, if the guy is not, if he doesn't have, the ability to catch the ear um, of any of the young players or, or worst-case scenario, any any of the starters, then you don't worry about it. Get in the portal if you want. Stay if you want. I really don't care what you do kind of deal. Um, you're doing him a favor. If, they're, if Look, if he's not in the 2D and and he's causing problems in the locker room or he, or he's unhappy, disrupting the flow in the locker room, the, the, the vibe in the locker room, then, then, hell, he's doing you a favor if he transfers. We're being completely honest. So... Um, you know, when you get up in there, and it's a first or second stringer, and the talent and talent and the impact of of that guy's void, you know, you gotta you gotta figure that into the equation. But we, you know, that's, it's, it's funny you never we never talk about it from a negative perspective, Wes, or I don't. But the, the portal can actually help teams. I mean, the, the portal can, and I'm talking about as as players leave. And I don't know the, the, the specifics of the situation you speak of, but if that is a guy that that you know, an older player that just hasn't got into the, the top, the top, uh, you know, two or three in the depth chart, and and he's become a cancer. Well, the porter, can, the portal can actually help you cut that cancer out and keep those guys out of your locker room. So, um, I, I don't know, Wes. I think it matters what kind of talent you're talking about, but it doesn't sound like this hope was was going to impact the team the way it goes positively for sure. So, probably good that he's in the portal.
2: Clinton wanna ask uh, and Coach Pittman, we played a clip from him earlier talking about Brady Latham being out and it really affording guys opportunities and, you know, maybe trying to find some positive in there. It gives other guys maybe a few more snaps that wouldn't get him and you know what, what Brady's gonna bring you. Have you been through that over the years where guys are out for a while, you know, guys that you know are staples of your offense and you've seen other guys rise to the occasion and maybe discover something about a younger player or a little more an experienced player?
1: Yeah, you know, I think it, I think it happens. Man, it happens all the time. I mean, we, you know, it, it happened at Arkansas. Not so much my through my junior year when I had Grant Garrett, Russ Brown, and Chad Abernathy, and um, Big Bobby and Bobby Williams and, and Burlsworth. I mean, that, that was a different crew. They they pretty much stayed healthy all the time, took all the reps, worked extremely hard, never missed. But that next year, um, we had some guys move around, and I don't remember. If I'm being honest, I don't remember who got injured, but I remember Shannon Money. He went from guard to tackle, or tackle to guard. He moved inside or out, or vice versa. And boy, they they really discovered that he was really, really good. And I think he I think he ended up at guard, Justin. And it was one of those things because like, he had really good feet. He was really athletic, kind of a leaner offensive line. So they just they they by you know by default just stuck him at tackle because of his skill set. Well, then he got he got inside and played some guard. They were like, damn, this kid. This kid plays bigger than, than we thought, and, and he is a – I believe it was inside. But anyway, point is, yes, to answer your question, yeah. it's it, Layton going out, and, and it, it's a no-brainer. When he gets healthy, he'll be back in. Um, what I, The conversations that I see – and I, this is a guy that I've been – the Takiyas Crawford kid is a guy that – I mean, I remember him in high school. I remember him in high school coming out and being a big-time recruit and and following some on social media from a, from a, 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 the videos and the stuff they post. I mean, this this kid's got potential to be, I mean, an absolute monster. I don't know what's held him back to this point, but physically he's got potential to be an absolute monster. So with Latham out, I believe we're going to get to see a little bit more of Crawford. Uh, If he can stay healthy, we'd see a little bit more of him, which I think is a good thing. I I think that's if a kid like that, that's physically, I mean, just gifted as much as anybody out there, if he just can't figure things out mentally or he just can't settle into one position or the other, Sometimes you throw them in a game for a couple of weeks, and they'll work that out for the coaching staff. They'll let the coaching staff know, "Hey, this is where I belong, and I'm better than anybody you got." So, keep an eye on that kid and see if he can come around. I know it's not, I know it's not um, physical attributes that are holding him back because he, he physically is a is a monster.
0: You know, we had the same case with Nico Davile. Uh He's from Maumelle, big time freshman defensive tackle, and. He was running the kind of third-team, Clint, and they had a couple guys get nicked up and injured, and so they moved Nico up to the second team, and all of a sudden he's practicing against better offensive linemen, and he was dominating. You know, and Coach came out and said, he's going to play this year. We found out, because of an injury, that he's good enough to, to play for us, and he's going to get snaps this year. He's not going to redshirt. Isn't
1: that, isn't that beautiful? The young fella, I didn't think about it from a young player's perspective, but you know those young guys come in there and they're used to, for lack of better terms, kind of half-assing through practice, always being better than everybody. Heck, they can they can really half it through a game. If we're being completely honest, some of the better ones, guys like that. So, guys that have never learned how to just turn the motor on every single play at practice, much less in a game. All of a sudden, you throw them in the in there in the ring with a heavyweight. That's a that's a, an offensive lineman that's been in the game for a while. That's a, a good college football offensive lineman. And the guy's got to go, hey, I'm either going to sit here and get my tail whooped every single snap or I got to bring it. And all of a sudden, that guy starts bringing it. He grows up real quick, right? He grows up overnight, and all of a sudden, you go, damn, this kid's better than we thought as well. So, yeah, that's a great point, man. It'll grow up a young kid in a hurry. Um, Sometimes it'll crush them. Sometimes it'll prove to you and everybody else they can't play. They're not a four-star. They're not a five-star. On the other hand, sometimes those guys will grow up in a hurry and all of a sudden – him into a, a damn good player at an, at an early age. And, and now you got a guy for three-plus years that uh, that potentially could be a special player. So great point, Wes.
2: Talking to Clint Turner, courtesy of Motorsports Authority, MSAstore.com, and uh, he is on the brand of moving in storage hotline. Got Savage on the line, wants to ask a question. Clint, go ahead, Savage.
1: Hey, what's up, Clint? How you doing? Good, brother, good. Did you we Hey man, I hope you're getting to sleep with that new baby. But you know, talk about this Hogs Plus halftime. And how do I win sideline passes? And you know, how do you win stuff when I'm when I subscribe and watch you at halftime shows? What, how does that work? And I'll get off here. Appreciate it, man. We we ran through a couple of different shows with that Hogs Plus, and and uh, man, basically it's just I mean, it's like trivia questions. Uh, some trivia questions and some. Some uh, multiple choices of like, do you have, you know, how many yards will the Razorbacks rush for in the first half of this game? And they'll give you three options. If you guess that right uh, before the before the half, obviously, then you win certain things. But there's all kind of little trivia-based uh, questions or guessing. You know, what's going to happen in the video next? Kind of deal. How many times is it going to happen? And they've got unbelievable prizes. Justin, I don't, I don't know if you you heard that little video we had, but they've got I mean, they got all kind of they got all kinds of projects, man. Their hogs plus is doing big things.
0: Clint, I got an NFL question before
2: we let you go. I'm not done yet. I got a couple other things I want to talk about.
0: Okay. Uh, do you have a left tackle down in Houston y'all could uh, be willing to get rid of? And what would it cost?
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. We, we got a left tackle down here. And I, I think I Jerry think could probably give up a second-round pick. Uh, Laramie Thompson was one of the best in the game. Now, here's the deal is, you know, in Dallas is perfect for him because because Dallas is really good for with guys that just I mean just show up, and show out. You know, they're beyond having to rebuild and needed to needing to have guys there 24 seven all year long and building a foundation and building culture and all that kind of stuff. So he would be perfect in a place like Dallas. I would get a lot of people around here are, are well they're barking real loud about it. Would take a first round pick. I think it would take you're going to eat that big contract that Larry Tunsil has, 20 plus million dollars a year. And then I I think a second rounder would would uh would probably get the deal done. Call Jerry, let him know.
0: Done, done deal.
2: Uh, Can talk. Thanks, um, Clint. <laughs> <laughs> uh, one more college football related item. We do want to talk some NFL this season, obviously as well, but I can't get there yet. Um, let's talk about uh, Cincinnati. You know, it's funny because we're Wes was going to ask the other day, like, what's Arkansas's record after four games? And you know, you want to really have a good one, maybe three and one at worst. You would hope going into Alabama. Um, They're obviously a reasonable possibility of 4-0, and I'm not saying that anybody's taking Cincinnati for granted, certainly the guys playing the game, coaching the game or not, but it's almost like, honestly, mentally, I've had this game penciled in as a win for Arkansas for a while now, because of what Cincinnati lost last year, but this is such a huge game, I think, for so many reasons, and if you lose, I'm not going to say change the expectations for the season, but... If you win the game, I mean, it definitely keeps you on track for what you think is potential, which is the possibility, an outside possibility, of a double-digit win season. I don't know. I, I guess it's, it's first game's always huge, and this is a little bit unique in the fact that Arkansas playing such a good quality opponent with you know the kind of history they've had in the recent years and obviously being a playoff team last year. But this game just feels, uh, I, don't, I don't. I guess I don't want to say I'm taking it for granted, but it just occurred to me, as like, what if they lose this game? Because it hadn't really even occurred to me until today.
1: Well, I think I think mean, here's the deal: is, is I think if they were to lose that football game, that everybody would talk about how great Luke Fickle is and not not how bad Arkansas is. If I'm being completely honest, I don't think it would be a, nationally; it wouldn't be a huge hit to the Arkansas Razorbacks. Now, I think inside the building, Sam Pittman would tell you that would be a, they would be disappointed. I mean, you look at you look at Cincinnati, and they lost they lost a ton of players off of a defense that that was pretty damn good. Luke Fickle being a defensive minded coach. Um, he's a really good – I mean, he, he's he's top-notch. But I, I'm not going to put him on the same level with Saban in, in, a, in an area where he's just reloading at Cincinnati. So I think the, the, the loss on defense is going to change the, the landscape for Cincinnati. And then offensively, they lost Desmond Ritter uh, and, and the little Ford kid that was a transfer running back from Alabama in there. Those were two absolute game-changers. We're watching Desmond Ritter. I, I believe I, – I caught this coming out. I thought he was the most pro-ready quarterback – in this draft, and I think he's proven that in Atlanta so far in the in the uh, in the preseason. I, I think he should start from week one. Marcus Mariota is, is to me is, is is a backup at best. So I don't know what they're doing if they don't start at Twitter. But anyway, Cincinnati lost those kind of those kind of impact players off the offense and, and a, a good chunk off the defense. And hell, you can say that they lost a, a top five drafted corner in Sauce Gardner uh, as well. So not just not just several heads off the defense, but impact players off of the defense so um you know look I, I i think i think this is a game arkansas should win you got them at home um they they are they are a wounded dog so to speak with how many guys that they lost and arkansas is the exact opposite they they won a bunch of games last year they brought a bunch of guys back they have an identity that they're trending in the right direction this is a game that arkansas should uh should win i, I fully expect arkansas to win this ball game i, I would be disappointed if they did
2: Good, me too. All right, Clint. Thank you, my friend. We appreciate you flexing around on your time and uh, get some sleep. Yeah, get some rest with that baby, for goodness' sakes. You can. Uh, it's a good to. Uh,
1: hey, daddy, daughter nap time. For, for, for the first time in my life, I don't. For the first time in my life, I control my sleep. Uh, uh, j- guy. <laughs> oh man! <laughs> All, All right, right. Then, y'all be well, good, it, fellas.
2: Hey, have a good week. We'll talk to you Monday.